0: Um, first I want to welcome to the show, Samira Armstrong. How are you today?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: I, uh, was trying my best not to bear your name even after we spoke about it off the air.
1: (laughs) You did really well.
0: Um, so, uh, first off, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, how are you today? Let's just talk about that first.
1: Yeah, I, am great. I feel super empowered and, um, really liberated for finally being able to use my voice without, uh, without fear.
0: Absolutely. Understandable. Um, first question for you, how has the quarantine been for you? Like, it's been a long process and it's been a hard process. So how has that yeah. been like for you? How's it been like with the kids and stuff like that? Sure.
1: So yeah, of course, of course, it's presented it's, um, it's conflicts. Um, you know, I, I was raised in in a manner of which where the importance of adapting was a primary key to existing. And my dad always had this phrase that was be comfortable with it with the uncomfortable and um so and i also sort of you know my favorite types of movies were like zombie apocalyptic movies so when the quarantine hit i was like oh crap like this is what we've been waiting for you know and then and then it really set in and i was like oh god what did i call into our existence you know like (laughs) did i do this you know and um but you know, that being said, what I found was the most challenging thing, what I always antici- anticipated in an apocalyptic moment was the survival of the fittest in terms of like physical. But what I found was more than that, that was revealed was uh, a mental uh, challenge, oh, really? right? A, a challenge of spirit and, and, and mentality to persevere versus a challenge of like h- hunter gathering, you know? Absolutely. And that was that was a hard transition. I'm sure everyone can relate to. But the interesting thing I found out was like everything I had ever been concerned about, like, how will we survive? You know, people, you know, how you know, how will we pay for something or like, you know, all the natural survival instincts suddenly seemed. That or not so suddenly, but revealed to be a little bit more insignificant in terms of fear versus reality. So, the reality is at the end of the day, more often than not, we're okay with what we have, even if it's far less than what we thought it was supposed to be. Absolutely. So, it was, a, it, it was, a, I don't know, for me, I feel like it, it's been a very uh, empowering experience in faith in, in, and not in a traditional, like, rigid religious sense but in terms of like faith in the universe and faith in um having a purpose and um i inherently believe or i i've I've trained myself to believe that everything will always be okay even when it's not and and so i've got to see firsthand how how that's been proven to be true
0: Absolutely. It's it's one of those things where it's like, this is kind of a slow down moment. Obviously, it's been a longer than a moment for us. You know what I mean? Exactly. But it's exactly. it's about appreciating the little things in life that yes. normally most times we don't appreciate, you know, exactly. family, spending oh, time with our friends, you know 100%. what I mean? Like, not having that right now is something it's like, I miss the old, just it's football season, you know, I'm going to go to like a bar and maybe watch right. a couple of football games, drink right. a couple of right. drinks. And right. and it's like, that is kind of taken away from you. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Exactly. No, I don't want to interrupt you. The fan on my computer is going off. Is that going to be a vocal, uh, an issue?
0: No, no, we're good right now. We're
1: good. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think maybe some people will look at me and say, well, of course she has nothing to worry about. She's a wealthy white woman. And that's actually, yeah, I am, I am white, but I, I'm not like what people would assume is wealthy. You know what I mean? I, I, I have, I have worked in the industry and unfortunately due to naivety on my, on my part and also poor business management, like I didn't hold on to a lot of the money that I earned during the, you know, majority of the time that I, actually a decent amount of living. Um, And so I've gone on to utilize other skill sets of mine and tools to then continue to keep my life afloat. And I think that's, that's the whole point is, is like, no, it's not, it's not an easy cop out. I've got it easy. Like, I don't have like a bank full of cash in my, in my closet. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) But that doesn't, and a lot of people don't, and a lot of people can still prevail and be happy because worth is not dependent on bank account price. And, and I think that's the beauty of what hopefully people, I, and I do think it is happening, have been uh awoken to during this experience the the time with your children like you say the time going hiking i've never had so much time to do wonderful things that you know i've always wanted to do. watch tv you know what i mean like (laughs)
0: yeah slow down and watch something you've been watching yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. yeah i think i think it was one of those moments where we were confronted with a fear that seemed like would end the world in a lot of ways it's been used and manipulated to do that but also in a personal sense, like I can prevail.
0: For sure. So someone in your kind of work, um, what has been your go-to to kind of stay creative in the moment? You know what I mean? It's hard to, you know, is, if you're at home a lot, you know, it's hard to stay creative and to dive into different things. Yeah. So how have you helped yourself try to be creative um, this time?
1: Actually, you know, that's so funny you say that because I, I think so many people are probably like, I have all this time, I can finally do what I want to do. And for whatever reason, creatively uh, creatively speaking i have been able to produce absolutely nothing and i'm someone who's like either making music or painting or writing or but during this period Anytime I attempted to try to create something, it just was like it felt so inauthentic and just it hurt. It hurt internally. So I finally came to peace. Where it was like, okay, I, I'm something's being revealed to me to not push this and focus on something else. Because I think for me, a lot of times creativity is a form of distraction in the most amazing way, right? But sure. but I I'm finally able to. You know, it's like if you're on the go, 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 go all the time, you're like athletic, you're doing all this stuff and just go, go, go. And then you break your, your leg and you're suddenly challenged by having to sit still and be with yourself in your mind. There's a whole lot of lessons to be learned in that experience. And that I felt like I was able to acknowledge like, OK, I, this isn't the moment to do that for me. And, and And maybe maybe other people are I've seen a lot of people like some like put stuff out and it was like, damn, that's good. And I think a lot of other people you know, also can. I, I've talked to writers and, and um, directors and they're like, I just don't have it in me. And I think that's okay. You know, there's I, something else to look at than, you know, just creating.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, obviously, you've been in the news the last couple of days, um, you know, whether it was on Instagram, whether it's on Fox News and stuff like that. Uh, you recently came out um, with your stance that you're voting for Trump. Right. Um, I guess my question to you is what made you finally sit down and say, you know what, we're a couple yeah. months away from the election. Mm -hmm. Why is it, why now did you decide to come out and speak out?
1: Why now? The one of, one of the beautiful things that happened during, you know, uh, COVID was the time to focus on what was going on in front of us that we would generally just like, maybe like, oh, that's weird. got to get back to work, you know? Um, So in that process of, of just sitting and watching and observing the things that I'd been repeating in my head throughout, you know, actually decades was the insanity, or like the politics of the political world, right, really started to feel dangerous to me. It's the same tactics, but where it's heading is a lot more dangerous than it ever has be- been before. To um, I'm very familiar with communism, socialism, and I'm also familiar with the idea of people um, surrendering to something because it's the easier way, but not realizing, you know, what they're giving up by doing so. So if this was any old, um, you know, and this we've had other elections where I didn't find it worth speaking up, but this one in particular is very important because what's at stake is globalism and communism and our freedom. And nobody's looking at that. I shouldn't say nobody. A lot of people are, but a lot of the people are like, you're an I- idiot. You're a racist. Like they have no idea why I'm doing this, you know, and, and I've had really smart people try to tell me how far off and wrong I was about it. But, you know. I think what I hope more than anything is that people will see by my coming out, I've never been a, say like a controversial person publicly. I've never tried to like interject my opinion any, into anything. I've never tried to like unnecessarily get attention or, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm pretty easygoing when it comes to that stuff. So my speaking out, I hope, I hope has some weight to it by what I am quote unquote like risking. You know what I mean? For sure. I think um had I been shouting from the rooftops like Alyssa Milano has been for a while, then it'd be easy to dismiss what I'm saying. But because I I haven't, there's some there's there's a moment to be like, wait, why is she saying something now? Um and, and so what happened was Nobody, okay, so the last, especially 2016, Trump was being elected or got elected and there was this uh, narrative storytelling going around that anyone, any any conservative who votes for him is a racist, is a bigot, anti-LGBTQ. And I happen to know a lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans who just aren't that, you know? And and they, as a a group, I would say, anyone that disagreed with the far left suddenly became a target. So you don't even have to be a full red Republican. You could literally be a middle, in the middle, and be like, wait, I'm not sure about what you're saying. Suddenly you're a racist too, you know? And so they're, they're, in this moment, like talking about the silent majority, it isn't just a sea of red. It's a combination of the both because there's something happening over here. And we're like, hey, can we just discuss this? And they're like, racist, you know? Like, shame, time to, uh, you know, no more work for you. and. Um, and so that that was a tactic I saw happening. And the, the mob, as it were, is what would be sent to these people. And the mob doesn't scare me. Uh, not, not the Italian, Italian mob. Italian mob would probably scare me. The radical left mob doesn't scare me because I understand what they're going to do. They're, they're going to try to discredit me as a human being. They're going to try to hurt my feelings. Because they operate on feelings, so don't you say that because that's not a safe word, it's weaponized, that hurts me, and yet they'll like cause explosive and destruction, actual, like physical, tangible chaos, and somehow that makes everything okay. I don't, I won't uh, be bullied into a way of behaving based on some—I I, I hate to say it—but someone, a group of people who who lack um, responsibility, intellectual thought, logical thought process, critical thought process, and most importantly, group thought. I won't adhere to it. I won't surrender Absolutely. to it. You, you know, and and then even with this BLM came out saying that you know they attacked this idea of individualism, saying that that was a a, a characteristic of white supremacy and. And it's funny, they, these lies and myths that are created are are created in, woven in is the rebuttal that we will inevitably have. If you say this, or if you disagree with this, you are a white supremacist, right? So so if I speak out at all, then I'm a white supremacist. So, so my fear is supposed to keep me from speaking my mouth. Right. But there's no logic in it. It doesn't make sense. So these, this left wants us to play into this idea of like white supremacy, ruling our world, and you know um, there's police brutality all up the charts, which isn't true. And don't mind about you know, other types of crime, white on black crime, black on black crime. So let's not look at like that even though the no- numbers far su- su- succeed, uh, succeed the numbers of, of police crime. Let's just not look at reality. Let's just stay onto what our group is talking about and work within that world. Well, I've never agreed with that world, so I'm not going to 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 live to to placate or pretend play pretend with you, especially right. at the cost of our great nation. And I think so many people feel the same way, but also have just been so busy. No one has the time to take on a whole mob right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. We're trying to survive. Um And I I feel, too, that the, you know, Hollywood and they've I, I mean, there's some great people in Hollywood, obviously, and they're scared to speak out. But the large majority of Hollywood, I would say, because I haven't heard from them, like this is an assumption that, you know, based my my information is based on everyone who came out and supported, say, like Hillary, who's obviously an evil human being. So, like, I, I just don't think there's a lot of wait to hollywood right now and the things that they've said and the things they've implemented and the it, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything so my losing any potential opportunities within that business i've lost nothing at all if if i have in fact lost it because what i'm fighting for is all of our freedom to speak at the absurdity of what's going on like intellectual people having a conversation not like maniacs raging Sure. Because they don't get their way.
0: I, I feel like for me personally, it's like it. it whether you agree or disagree politically, um, the conversations are good to have, right? You know what yes. I mean? You and I don't have to agree politically, but right. we can have a conversation about what you agree with, what you disagree right. with. And for me personally, that's something um, – if you go into – this is my, uh, my favorite thing to say. If you go into an argument with the preconceived notion that you're right – you're not going to come out and learn anything, right? Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you can vote one way, you can vote another way, you can vote both ways. You know what I mean? I voted Democrat, I voted Republican. I told you that off the air. And we talked about that. So it's it's about having the conversation. That's why I wanted to talk to you today is have the conversation with you, kind of get your mind frame. Because- um, you you had to think about it. Calcu- you calculating, think about this behind your, yes. b- for you especially. I, you know what I mean. For me, yeah. it's like I'm a guy with, you know, a couple hundred followers on Twitter. So if I come out and say right. anything pro this, pro that, then it's yeah. it's okay. For you, right. you could lose work, fans, family, friends. Well. And it's it's there's a story behind it. Obviously, you have the strong. um You came out really strong, and the, and and I commend you for coming out and, and speaking your mind, whether. Anybody agrees or disagrees? It's 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 really there. It's your it's your uh, your thought process mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So you came out strong against the BLM movement. I guess my comment to you would be on the backside of that: is what do you say to somebody that says, "All right, you said this about the BLM movement. Why well, think that you're a racist? What would you say to them?"
1: Oh, they, they if they accuse me. Right, of- that, that's what I'm saying. So right, they're
0: saying, right, "All right, yeah. so obviously if you come out against a movement that you're coming right. you, as you 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 have said." You know, you you you're, yeah. you came out against the Black Lives yeah. Matter, okay. so, so, so what would you say to th- the individual? A, there's
1: a thing called, so that's rational thought, right? That's rational mm-hmm. thought, and then there's logical thought. So rational thought or associative thought is like, this happened here, and this happened here. That must mean this, you know? The logical thought is the actions that I've taken, the interests that I've put into people, the, um, you know, my 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 history, you know, would not reflect logically my being a racist. So my my coming out with such a bold statement, which I was quite frankly fro- uh, shocked that it it was so it blew up the way it did, was I I was full on BLM support. I saw the George Floyd video. I saw I started to look into the injustice. The George
0: Floyd video is awful. Awful.
1: Awful. awful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we saw a piece of it, too, at the beginning. You know what I mean? We didn't see the whole thing. We didn't get the whole story. I didn't get the whole story. And I reacted. I reacted immediately. I jumped into the work. I started listening to anti-racism courses. I, like, did, you know, book, book work and writing work. And um, I shut up and listened as we were instructed as white women. And um, I I went to protests. I donated. I shared information. I, w- I was full on in. And after... A moment, I realized I was in this manic state of responding by emotion, not logical thought. And I hadn't looked at the numbers. In fact, I had heard the numbers, but I was like, I'll just conveniently overlook those numbers. The numbers being police r- brutality, you know, the numbers of actual police shootings um, of unarmed black men and women. Um, and I selectively chose to just ignore that for now because I needed to fight for what was right. Um, But I spoke to a friend, an investigative reporter named Carlos Flores. He's in Venezuela. And he said to me, Samira, you know what's happening is BLM is a terrorist organization. They're Marxists. Well, I had no idea what this meant. Um, So I started to do some digging. It turned out in 2015, BLM, Opal Tamari, the leader of BLM, one of the founding three leaders, actually went into uh, Venezuela, which is... The last remaining, or you know, one of the last communist uh, active right, uh, right. countries, in show of their support, they went over, they intervened with Uf, with the U.S. in open letters saying, "Leave these people alone." N- Nicholas Maduro, who is the, dr- the the dictator of a drug trafficking. Tra- and um, terrorist regime he's got these people covered mind you they, like the, the citizens are currently eating their dogs because they're so poor in a country that has more oil than Saudi Arabia why the hell would BLM get involved and show their support for such an evil man? so then you, you start to reveal the, you know the behind the curtain, they come out saying they're marxists they you know there's actual destruction happening on our streets they're dismantling the police it was really easy to then put together the puzzle and say okay oh well, that this is this is what that is we're we're essentially at war right now and everyone else is like well but black people matter hell yes black people matter that's why i'm saying something more black people are dying in the protests than actual police brutality in a month do you know what, you know what i mean so we're being manipulated, and and there's plenty of information that's online that shows what what the tactics of Marxists actually are, and also how it's used as an agenda to reach socialism. And socialism is controlled by the state. Control by the state ends very dangerously with millions of people dead in most countries when it happens. It doesn't work. It's a bad idea. Um. So when you when you get to the bottom of that understanding, it's really easy to say, hey, this is not okay, especially if no one else is, you know? And, and my That's intention true. wasn't to be the voice for the silent majority. It was really to start to sort of like casually drop these ideas in at least my followers' minds saying, hey, look at this. It's okay to be a patriot. It's okay to be proud of America. On the 4th of July, I was embarrassed to celebrate it because I thought we were awful people as Americans. Do you know what I mean? I understand. But you know, to re- recreate the narrative and say, um, it's a, it's you know, it's okay to be stand for the national anthem. It's okay to be against Marxism. It's okay to be in support of Black Lives and Black community, but not, not Black Lives Matter organization. It's okay to be for equality and also be a Republican or a conservative or an independent. You don't have to, to be a leftist to care about these things. Right. Um, so I think the, the reason it it resonated is because most people are like you, like yeah that that makes sense, yeah of course. Um, and so that that's really what what happened and why I feel so confident. People keep writing me like, are you okay? I honestly couldn't feel any better. This is the first time in 20 years that I've been able to truly be authentic with who I'm I'm presenting myself as. I think Absolutely. so many. So many of us have been in our lives like, oh, don't say that. That'll upset that person. Don't do that. That will, you know, PC has gone to a level of insanity that's controlling us into silence.
0: Absolutely. It, it, there's something freeing about, uh, uh, speaking out for what you believe in. Yeah, um, and, and obviously it's regardless of the sides. If somebody speaks out on this side and pro yeah, black matter, they, yeah. they feel great. Yeah, it's exactly. right. So I guess my, my last question on this particular mm-hmm. matter for me would be, my question is, how do you think we fix the social unrest of America right now? Like, and I, I know we can't yeah. fix it ourselves. We're sure. having a conversation sure. obviously, yeah. but in well, your head, I mean, where do you think do we start?
1: Yeah. So this, Right here, the conversation. The conversation reveals everything. Um, so my initial sort of like, as you were saying, did you say tactic? How I thought it out, or you know, yeah,
0: whatever. yeah, calcu- yeah I calculated it. Calcul- obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: my my thinking was, okay, I'll put this out. Obviously, I'm going to get hit hit slack. Sure. Um, usually, what happens when you hate Slack? People come at you on Instagram with a lot of exclamation points and caps locks and whatever. And and I said, and in my head, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and have a conversation with these people. We don't have to agree. I don't have to convince them that of my perception of why it's better, even though I think it is. But you know what I mean. But yeah. I I don't think them, I want to learn from them. And they and you know we'll have a mutual exchange and understanding to see why this is going on because that's not happening. So what I found was more often than not, when I was having these dialogues, I actually started making friends with people who totally opposed my thinking at first, you know, or people who um, misinterpreted something I say. It turns out a lot of our values are the exact same. We care, you know, and that. My speaking out against Black Lives Matter was intended, or is intended, to help the black community, not to put them down, right? And when they see that, the conversation's like so cool and filled with love and warmth and, well, what about this? Well, okay, let me show you this piece of information. This is what I got over here. Oh, you're right. That's weird. Like, why did he say that? Gosh, he's such a jackass. You know what I mean? Like, just this dialogue and... Um, not so much a us versus them thing, which I have to be careful of because a lot of the times I'm like the left, you know. What I mean, For sure. um, and, and the left isn't a solid. It's it's you know the left nor the right is a solid, and people's different uh, opinions vary. Um, so that, that's the first step. I do think with, you know, police, no way in hell should it be, be defunded. Nobody's even talking about right now that there are first responders, a first line of defense. If terrorist attack happens, I, you know, I we grew up, probably you, I don't know how old you are, but you probably grew up around the same time as me. In the 9 11 we went through a series of bombings. And that's, you know, that's their duty. That's what they sign up for. It, social workers can't show up to a terrible situation. ISIS right now is recollecting themselves in North Africa. They've threatened the West and nobody's talking about it. And here we are to the rest of the world in absolute dispute with one another, a wide open target. So oh, absolutely, I, uh, better training, more time, more community, community, uh, I don't even know what you would describe it as, but uh, interaction with the community. I think, and also there's this, uh, these numbers going around saying that, um, black underserved communities are actually in, in want police there. They want even better police there. So, you know, bringing those, don't burn the whole goddamn system down when something there can be built on. And I know I've talked to these policemen. They want it to be better too. They want more, uh, training. They want more, uh, interaction. They want, they, they. Care about their communities.
0: And I think that, that, not to, I think we need more people that are on the ground on both sides going through this stuff, making the things change, right? You know what I mean? It's like when you work for a company, you have so many people that tell you, all right, this is how we're going to do it. But this person's never done that before. So their chain of thinking is not is not going to they what they're correcting is not even what's wrong with the problem. That
1: right? it. That it. They don't have the experience to understand right. what they're walking into. Yeah,
0: and that's and that's I think that's part of the problem with the foundation of where we come from. You know what I mean when the laws were written, you know, they weren't written with a lot of different people, obviously not women in mind, not, you know, mm-hmm. black people in mind and stuff like that. We have got to have the conversation because you mm-hmm. and I can have difference of opinions on certain things, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. open dialogue I think could help. Um, this next generation of individuals, yes. yeah. you know, and, and understand it's not about the hate. It's not about the, it's about actually having the conversation. Right. It's about, like you said, I commend you for having the conversation with other individuals that don't think at the same time frame as you are. You, right. You're open-minded and that's what a lot of people are because there's some things that you and I, you've said, you know, I don't right. agree with some of the things right. you said, but it's okay. Right. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not going ha- right. to, I, I asked you to come on my show. You right, know I, mean? I asked right, you to right. come on my show. Right, But that's right. the thing. And for me, it's there's a lot that has to change. And, mm-hmm. and we understand that. Um the conversations um need to happen. Um uh-huh. more people that are on the ground, right? Yes. Like you said, you said you spoke to cops and cops said right. they want more training. Right. That's something right. that needs to happen, right? The yes. people yes. that need to listen to the cops, need to listen yes. to the the other side of the the the, the fence and say the black people yes. where they feel the oppression. Right. They feel like they right. can't get out and stuff like that. They need to have the people need to listen to them. Everybody, yes. that's the thing. Yes. Stop talking. Yes. And start listening. You know what I mean? Asking
1: questions. I think the spirit of the universe is in the moment of conversation between two people who don't agree. Who are open to learning, you know? Absolutely. And, and, And like anything, it's an organic process. So if it's yeah. like, we've got the solution, we're going to fix it. This is how it's going to be. Like, that's just as bad. Usually the solution like that is as yeah, bad because as we the don't,
0: problem, right? If you, let's be honest, if we, if you don't come out, I, I mean, I sent you a message. It was funny. I sent you a message a couple of weeks ago. I, I do the OC podcast where mm-hmm. my friend Kenzie and I, we've been uh, watching each episode uh, back yes, and uh-huh. reviewed each and every week. And I reached out to you a couple of weeks ago and said something about coming on the show and talking about it. Yeah. And then I saw that you came out and I was like, you know what? I don't necessarily agree with everything she's yeah. saying. She's saying some good things, saying some you know different yeah. things that are different. But I would love yeah. to have the conversation, yeah. right? Yes. So yes. if you don't yes. come out and say that, we yes. don't have this conversation right now, right? We
1: don't. Yeah. So yeah, and, and then there's like the the lone person here or there who comes out saying something that seems like it's so opposite of what everyone else is saying. It's so easy to be like, "Wow, you're crazy." Next, you know what I mean? So I sure. really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me and th- this is the example that I, I hope people pick up pick up on
0: absolutely i absolutely agree 100 um so like i guess just a few more quick questions yes. for you to go what, what what have you watched lately that's been good uh
1: what have i watched lately oh i watched this awesome show called on my block it's on netflix yeah um that was before i canceled netflix because of cuties so um but yeah so on my block and uh american housewife um what else oh uh, the unbreakable kimmy schmidt
0: she's hilarious oh
1: she's so funny oh my she's god she's really funny that's so and you know what i like about them is they're not very pc it's so good you know Yeah,
0: absolutely yeah and that's the thing that's it, it's it's funny and stuff like you, you have to be able to um i I think back of like the michael scotts of the days right you know what i mean you have the office yeah you you know he that that wouldn't have worked now right you know what i mean like his his personality wouldn't have worked now also want to touch base real quick i I do know you had a new movie come out at the beginning of the month right you were in uh the second with uh ryan uh ryan felipe right yes what was that like
1: um it was nice I, i was actually um offered the movie because i had worked with the director a number of times a good friend of mine and it was sort of a last minute thing. Um, and of course I was like, sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, that's, that's what it was like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Do you have anything fun coming out soon? Anything that you want to promote? Anything that you want to
1: No, thank you so much though. This is really the platform I'm, I'm, you know, speaking out on. I, I, like I said, uh, I said this before I said it again, this is really a kamikaze on my end. I have no intention of really like I, oddly enough, everyone's like, when I, when I first came out, they're like, you're going to get canceled. And, you know, and it's like, I just, I don't subscribe to that theory. But the weird thing that has happened is yesterday, I've already had like five offers on projects. So I, I'm that's, but that's not that's great. And I'm open to it. And I'm really grateful for it. But more than anything, you know, if we don't have the freedom of speech, we have nothing.
0: So absolutely. I mean, if we, if that's the thing, I, again, you don't have to agree with somebody's opinion, but I, the cancel culture has, has really Really, yeah. it's, it's terrible anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean? it absolutely. Is, I, people can change. People can have difference oh, of opinions, no. and, and still yes. we still yeah.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.